Welcome back, spooky people. This is That Spooky Life, and I am your host, Miranda, and I am very happy that you guys are here with us today. As has been our tradition for the last few weeks, we invited a friend of the show on to share a personal spooky story last week, and this week we are doing a spooky Q&A to it. Yay! Spooky Q&A 4. And it is, as anticipated, with Astrid. Hello, Astrid! Hi! Yay! Thank you for coming back. I'm excited to be back. (laughs) So, I figure we can dive right into the spooky questions for the spooky people, and then we will do our witchy tip and see where it takes us. I'm hoping the cards are not catty today. (laughs) Alright, so, question number one. For the listeners that have been with us for a while, many know you know, from your stories that you have been sort of imbrued in the spooky life for a while, long time. Uh, but for those of us who just, you know, maybe joining for the first time, hello, friends. Uh, can you share what your first paranormal experience was? I was like uh, six or seven. I was uh, actually, I might have been younger than that. My older sister, she lent me a bracelet and it was a very important bracelet to my sister, and I don't know why she gave it to a small child, but she gave it to a small child. When she asked for it back, I couldn't find it anywhere, and I was looking everywhere for it. And then I thought I saw my Nana, which, you know, my grandmother, walk into my bedroom, and I, you know, being a small child, I went to chase after her, because, you know, seeing her was a joyous event. When I walked into the room, when I walked into my room, She wasn't there, but the bracelet that I had been looking for was sitting right there on the edge of my dresser, and it was not there previously. Later to find out that the lady in the home used to make and sell jewelry, and she passed away in the home. I I don't remember if I'd share that one on the podcast or not, honestly, but I know I've heard that story before, and I adore that story. The lady who used to make jewelry and probably, like, yanked the bracelet or you know saw was paying attention to it when the small child misplaced it right yeah i love that story so much yeah my she used to cause hell for uh for my older sister though she used to she used to take like uh her adult clothing and hide it oh she was a prim and proper older lady and did not believe young ladies should have it, I'm guessing. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> love that moment when, Mom, the Victorian lady took my underwear again. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so question number two. Uh, You have said often in your stories, and I have mentioned frequently as well, that you are a spiritual cleaner by calling. Will you please explain to the spooky people, much better than I have probably ever been able to manage, what exactly that means to you? So as a cleaner, what I would do is, it's usually by word of mouth. I never put like an ad out or anything like that. If you've ever seen the movie The Conjuring, it's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. without the Abrahamic religion basis on it. Nothing wrong with the Abrahamic uh, religion because they can deal with a lot more gruesome stuff than I can deal with, but it's the same aspect. 
I would go into a situation. I would, I would talk to the person, do a personal interview, do a walk around, see if I felt anything, saw anything, smelt or heard anything. And then there we go. So a spiritual cleaner is what I do is it's pretty much like conjuring. I go in, I interview the person, I try to feel out the place, try to try to make sure that it is actually haunted and not something like old rusty pipes in the attic or, you know, just someone perceiving that they put their keys down in one place, but in reality, they left them on the kitchen table instead of their bowl by the front door. And if it is actually haunted, I do some research about the actual place of the home what had happened previously on the property and if there's anything too malicious like um let's say demons or i'm gonna say something a little controversial Uh-oh. Fae. Fae, because some people view fey as tiny little tinkerbells but they are not people you really want to mess with sometimes they're a little too hard for me to handle so I, if it's something I can personally handle, I will take care of it. But if it's something that I could not take care of it, I would get into contact with someone who is with a church, if it's something demonic, or with a druid, if it's something say. And they would take it over then. If it's something that I can handle, I would practice or do what I needed to in the home and then come back and pretty much revisit the home um a month to three months after to see if there's any meeting of like follow-up rituals or to make sure that the entity actually left the home and the property because believe it or not sometimes entities will leave a home but will not leave the property they will just stick in the woods in your backyard or they will just you know go to your neighbor's house and glare at you very maliciously from across the yard but Sometimes they don't leave. If that happens, then I have to go through and reclaim the ha- their house. And if it went over to the neighbor's house, I got to go talk to the neighbor, make sure they don't think I'm crazy, and then clean their house. And just so on and so forth, come back a month, maybe three months later. If it's completely gone, we shake hands, we separate, and I move on to my next case. And sometimes I had one case that took me almost two years to completely get an entity to go away. Wow. All right. It did not want to go. I was going to say, I'm (laughs) going to deviate from the script. Can you share a little bit about that? (laughs) So what happened is um, it was a classic case of uh, matrionic beliefs. When the soul passed, it didn't, she didn't believe that she had taken care of her family properly. So she stuck around and she did things like she would fold people's laundry, which wouldn't be an issue, but she would fold people's laundry and then put it in places that they didn't know where the clothes were meant to be. But in her mind, she put it in the right place. It's where it was supposed to be the way that she wanted it, not how the living wanted it. That would cause things like keys to go missing, cutlery to go missing, uh, very important things like work uniforms, or in this case, it was actually a military uniform to go missing. And if you have ever dealt with the military, if your uniform is not proper, you are in a serious case of H-E double hockey sticks. So, (laughs) but 
it was just a constant me trying to persuade her that her adult children were okay and she could go on and it's fine. They will be okay. They will survive without her. But as a mother, I can tell you, you will never believe that your baby is okay. I mean, that's so, fair. <laughs> she continuously came back because she just wouldn't understand or comprehend that her son was going to be okay and that he did not need her anymore. And about the second to last time I went there, I was finally like, look, he's getting married. He's got a wife of his own. She's taking care of the laundry. She's taking care of everything. She's taking care of all of the food and making sure he's showered and cleaned and everything like that. You have been not replaced because a mother can never be replaced, but you have passed the torch on to someone else. And it is okay. You can go. And then I came back the last time and the house was a complete mess because they thought it was absolutely amazing that they could throw their laundry on the ground and not find it in the hamper. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I, I feel that on a, on a spiritual level, I, I have great sympathy for her. And also girl it's it's you can sit down it's fine it's time time to rest it's okay exactly (laughs) so wow yeah two years so question number three you see spirits have had premonitions uh you can dream walk is there any psychic or metaphysical or magical ability that you would like to learn to do or control better perchance premonitions to be perfectly honest with you because because i can i can vibe with a room and i can feel all of that and i can feel what could possibly be happening but to be actually able to be go hey i actually i actually saw this and this is not going to go well we should not do this because if i if I could hone that a little bit better, my ass would have been in so much less hot water when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel that too. <laughs> but premonitions would be it because everything else, everything else you can kind of like learn how to do better, like dream walking, you know, meditation, astral projection, um, seeing and hearing things or spirits. Um, that you can also, you know, make better with meditation and reading some books and learning how to, you know, open your third eye better. But premonitions, it's touch and go. Like you either have it or you, or you don't. Yeah. That's literally, literally what I was about to say. I was like, premonitions, you either got it or you don't. Exactly. And there's sometimes those that are like me that are in the gray area where I will have a dream about something. I know that something's about to happen. And, and like 20 minutes before it actually happens, my brain goes, something's going to happen. And then 30 seconds before it actually happens, my brain goes, oh, shit, this is not good. Like, right. <laughs> like to be able to actually harness that would just be freaking phenomenal. Right? <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with that. And, you know, honestly, <laughs> I'd never really considered it, but you you put it very succinctly. Like, obviously we were on the same page of the premonitions. You either have it or you don't, but you're very right. There's a lot of things out there that under the proper instruction and, uh, a lot of practice, honestly, for, for most of it, like you can actually learn to do quite a bit of things. And obviously 
different people have different talents, right? Yeah. Like you have proclivities that you're you're drawn to. Like I've never had to work to see the dead. I've had to work to not see the dead, right? Amen. Now that doesn't mean <laughs> that somebody else can't learn to see the dead. Yeah. It's just some shit that I woke up with when I was three. Um yeah. there's other things that I've learned to do. Like I don't well, I don't know for sure. I've always had a vivid imagination and vivid dreams. But generally speaking, I have not in my life, until I was starting to learn to do so, been aware of dream walking. I'm also yeah. not very good at controlling it. I apparently do it, but I don't do it on purpose. And I am very bad at trying to control it. But it, that's something that oh. I learned. Like, I never woke up and I was like, oh, I went to visit, you know, my friend Sharon last night. No, it was, uh, I had a dream about Sharon. And then, like, as I started getting older and having more friends who were witches, friends who were vampires, werewolves, oh my, etc. Um, yeah. They would be like, I think you dream walked to me last night. Because I had a very vivid dream and we went on a very strange adventure, but like, we didn't talk today, so it's not like the daily memory indexing stuff. You were just yeah. in my dream. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I must have, because I also dreamed of you. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. Like, about eight years ago, I couldn't dream walk at all. Right. And I, I think I told you about a situation that happened when I was pregnant. Absolutely. And- because of that, I got interested in dreamwalking, and that's when I started learning how to astro project. And once you learn how to astro project, dreamwalking is like a literal walk in the park. And that's fair. It, and it's it's crazy because cause you because that part of the brain that allows you to step into other situations or other realms or other veils or whatever you want to call it is held in a very thin line between astro projection and dreamwalking. Which is just literally astral projecting while you're asleep. It's it's crazy to look at it because, you know, you can learn pretty much anything. If you have the right time, the right focus, and dedication to learn anything, you can learn everything from being an herbologist to being someone that can be a straight-up oracle. Right. It's just you have to have the focus for it. Well, and in some cases, you have to have somebody who can help you learn it because there are some finer nuances that occasionally having somebody there to oh, act. Yeah. I no. mean, that's that's always the case. But, like, honestly, you can read a book and learn to dreamwalk. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to blow your mind right now. Um, I had never considered the fact that dreamwalking was just astral projecting in your sleep. <laughs> because I've, I've explained it that way before and someone was like, what? I have successfully <laughs> astral projected in my life. I yeah. never connected those two. Really? Literally. So, like, girl, I'm just saying, you might want to watch out in your sleep tonight. I might show up. I'm just saying. <laughs> just remember, you got to tap on the window. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if I don't and I'm butterfingersing around, know that I am not lucid dreaming and you may have to remind me of that. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. that's the fucking worst is when like i'm pretty sure i go dreamwalking and don't realize it and somebody's like hey 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 why are you here 
what do you mean why are you here no no you're in my you're in my dream no you're in my dream and that conversation has happened before and it was me i was the one who dream walked (laughs) yeah so that's awesome (laughs) all right let's see question number four uh what are your personal go-to steps for determining the paranormal from the mundane when cleaning a house and this is actually a question that i am personally very interested in so if we're talking just like a normal like bump in the night seeing stuff out of the corner of your eyes stuff like that when going into a situation um i always i'm always skeptical me personally and i know that sounds really funky because you know you guys have heard my stories and I've I've had some pretty spectacular stuff happen to me but in all situations you should always be skeptical and that's because if you just walk into all situations going it's a ghost you're gonna see ghosts everywhere you're always gonna find ghosts yeah exactly A, a stray gust of wind will brush your hair and be like oh my god a ghost touched me is it a demon it you can't do that because then you're going to be literally hugging yourself with a white jacket in a very padded room repeating to yourself it's a ghost and trust me i've been there okay not full white jacket but pretty pretty darn close so (laughs) so let's avoid that where we can yeah exactly and you know when it when it comes to like let's say um i'm cleaning and I'm dealing with a customer, there's a list of questions I always ask. And it is the main top four are very uncomfortable uncomfortable for most people because it involves death and mental health. When it comes to being skeptical about situations and dealing with, you know, just your run-of-the-mill, a guest passing through your home or finding out that you have late stages of uh, a brain tumor or finding out for the first time at the age of 23 you have schizophrenia which is causing auditory and visual hallucinations and you had absolutely no idea and stuff like that yeah very real very tangible things that can absolutely happen and should be addressed exactly because and and when dealing when dealing with people, when it comes to the possibility of it not av- actually even being an entity, it's actually more of a sensitive situation than finding out that you have the apps you have literally Beelzebub in your house. Right. That can be taken care of. That can you call a holy man and he can get the freaking thing out of your house. But finding out that it's something that most people would consider run of the mill, like a mental illness which, you know, some people, like I said, find it to be sensitive. That's a lot harder for people to understand than it is to deal with a spirit. I bet. So to loop back to answer your question, skepticism, that's how I differentiate between (laughs) if it's something run of the mill or not. So the skeptic that lives in my soul that I can't get rid of, and every time I try to learn something new or I'm expanding my knowledge and practice in the spiritual and metaphysical world, the the subtle reality, as it were, 
thanks you for that and appreciate your, this. Your skeptic is your best tool. I, like I said, I've, I've dealt with some pretty fanciful shit that most people are like, that ain't real. That couldn't be real. And I'm like, no, here's video, audio, or a second person evidence of it actually happening. Like, believe but, me, I didn't want it to be real either, but... Exactly. Here we but are. It's, it's here. It's, it's here. It's happening. I don't... Trust me, I wish I could ignore it as well. But... <laughs> Not how it goes for we folk. Exactly. I love that answer. How do you determine if it's paranormal or not? Skepticism. Approved. Yep. Just fucking stamp yep. it and mail it. And, like, like the number one thing I tell most people, what does your gut tell you? Right. Like, does your does your gut tell you that this is a very bad situation and you should be running away with your tail tucked between your legs? You probably should be running away with your tail tucked between your legs because this is not a situation you need to be in. There's a reason that your brain is telling you these things. Exactly. And most people when it comes to when it comes to ghosts, they hear a skeptic say, nah, that can't be real and they instantly just like put them out of their head or they're like, Oh, you know, you don't believe it just because you're a skeptic. No. No. Your skeptic is your best tool. That's that's the yep. person that's going to question everything. Like everything. <laughs> that is where my brain lives so often. Um, like, I know I'm sitting here saying this, running a paranormal podcast where I share my own personal paranormal experiences from real life. And I understand that there's probably a number of them that have an incredible bias because a lot of them happened when I was much younger and I had not necessarily built up my ability to be objective so thoroughly as I have it now, but I have literally always been objective. I want to say that you and I have had this conversation, Astrid, but if not, it's a conversation I've had many times in the fact that I've had people ask me, how do you know if somebody is, you know, legitimately a medium if you're dealing with paranormal stuff? And I said, I've, I've added one. I used to have only one item on the list that I would tell people, but I've added one. And the one that I've added is if they charge you, they're probably conning you. Thank you. Okay. Sidebar. Sidebar. Quick. Yes. <laughs> As someone, when I tell you I was a cleaner, most of the time, the only time I would ever charge anybody anything ever, it was not for my time. It was not for the gas to get me to and from. And that would include going states away. The only thing I'd ever charge you for is for the ritual stuff. And I'd actually have you come with me and handpick everything. I'd tell you what you need to get. You would go by what you felt, and you would pick out the stones, the herbs, the bottles, everything. Because it needed to be something from you, not from me. But the only thing that I would ever actually charge anybody, they would actually be, wouldn't even be handing me any money. They would be putting it in the register themselves. Right. When someone is trying to help with their abilities, nine times out of ten, they're not going to charge. Yeah. If Sorry. they If they <laughs> genuinely have your best interests at heart and this is something that they they do now i'm not okay so here's the thing i value people's time i get it i don't necessarily fault individuals for like tarot readings and things like that when you 
have a service that you are providing in that way. However, there was actually a discussion recently on Twitter um, from people in the paranormal community at large, people that you would know from TV, stuff like that. A client, somebody had come forward and asked about something they were charged for to get a feel if that was a, a decent price. And when I say that this individual's head, this was a text conversation on a server, this individual's head damn near started spinning because of how outrageous the cost was. Like, we're talking in upwards of like $8,000. Oh my god. Sorry. No, you're not wrong. That was... Like, I swear, this conversation was happening and I was having to reread to make sure that I was reading this shit correctly. And they were, they were not, they were not making shit up. They were not trying to start shit. They literally were just asking, Hey, this is some stuff that you do. Do you think that this is a fair price? I felt like it was a little steep, but like, I also didn't have very many options. And if somebody could fucking breathe fire over the internet, I swear to God, this person started doing that. So... Were they building them a damn temple? Like, what it would cost $8,000? Literally, like, literally what was said is, did they tear down and rebuild your house? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. There, so, obviously, there's some, there are some con artists and bullshitters out there. If they are charging you money like that, no, it's not for real. The other thing... The other, the original item on the list, when somebody's like, well, how do you know if somebody's legit and like a medium and can see dead people and stuff? I have looked so many people in the eye and said, because they don't want to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the very first story that was ever told on this lovely podcast was the time that I actually spoke and held a spirit in my hand. For the rest of the time I was at that high school, I was known as the ghost girl. Right. It was the worst possible thing for me. I lost friends. I lost, I lost a boyfriend. I lost, I, I started declining in school. Um, I was bullied. Mediums, nine times out of 10, they don't want it. They want you to take whatever ability they have and shove it somewhere because they don't want it. Yep. <laughs> So if you meet somebody who is like, oh, yes, I am a medium and spirits talk to me all the time. They speak through me and it's been something I can do all of my life. And I am the only person who can help you and da, 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 da. They're probably a fucking con artist, because if somebody came up to me and said, hey, I listen to your podcast and I live right over there. I think my house is haunted. Would you be willing to do a walkthrough? I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> I don't Jeez. want that shit sometimes, fam. Yeah, no, there, there's times that, like, I'll, I'll be walking around, like, I'll be walking in a store, and I will see something zip past my vision, and I'm just like, nope. Not today. No. You're not going to make down. me look like a crazy person in the middle of this Walmart right now. Like, no. <laughs> I'm going to go full here. No see, no speak, no evil. Shut it down. We're not doing this today. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. So, if, if anybody out there was wondering what my personal opinion on how to how to know if somebody is, like, legit, 
if if they are Astrid and live in Washington and she shows up on your door and says, excuse me, ma'am, um, there has been a boogin that has moved into your house because your next door neighbor kicked them out. Or if the medium's like, okay, cracks their neck, cracks their knuckles, they're like, are you free on Saturday? Let's do this. They are probably far more legit than Sally Mae, who says that your grandmother has sent her a message about this fortuitous meeting when you walked into her store, and for fifty nine ninety nine, you can hear more. I always hate that, too. Oof. Why is it always fifty nine ninety nine? Right? Like, why? Um, Can't you just say 60 bucks? Right. Like, Seriously, <laughs> can you please just... Like, why? Why? Why does it have to be fifty nine ninety nine? Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. So, before we get to what I'm sure is everybody's favorite question, just a complete tangent. And honestly, spooky people, I'm glad you guys are here to share this story. But technically, <laughs> this is me just telling Astrid something because I think she'll find it funny. I used to live closer to Atlanta and I was like five minutes away from my mundane job. I do still have a day job. I just superhero podcast by night, but, um, <laughs> and on the road, there was one major road that I would take and then a couple of turns and then I'd be at my office. So it was a really easy drive. Even when there was heavy traffic, it didn't take me very long because it was really straight shot. But on this road, on this major road, in what is considered the greater Atlanta area, there was this house. And it was obviously, it was in a residential area that was becoming far more, I don't know, um, it was becoming far more commercialized. They were, you know, they had just redone the Kroger. There was a couple of other strip malls, but there were still like houses kind of close to the road. There was this house. And it was nice. It was a nice house. It had obviously been an older house that had been redone. And on the lawn, in proper wooden, like, planks that had been stained, and this thing had been purchased, there was a sign that said, Psychic Readings, on a yellow fucking poster board type sign with bright red letters, which is just hideous to look at. And the psychic's name was Amanda. Like she what? didn't, she didn't even try. Like at least put two of my best friends are named Amanda to be perfectly honest. But like, I have no problem with the name Amanda, but if you go to pick the ugliest sign color combination to try and stand out in a basically suburban area next to a strip mall, could you at least try and put some stank on it and call yourself, like, Cleo, try. Like, Madam Magnificent or something? Like, I would have been okay with that. No. No. And it's probably her real name. And it's a lovely name. I have no problem with that name. But, like, I walk in expecting to see everything that is wrong with Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> in one house. Because... Well, not to mention the fact that, like, old school witchcraft, why are you going to put your name on a sign? Like, no. like, please tell me that you are not the most basic of white witches ever to where your shadow name is Amanda. Yeah. I am, no. <laughs> I am Rowan. I am Witch Hazel. I am Moonbeam. I'm Amanda. Like, 
please tell me please tell me that your shadow name is not amanda <laughs> all right i know that that sounds super catty but like it was also really funny because i wanted to go in and i wanted i wanted her to be the most legit bitch i had ever talked to in my entire life right like yeah. i wanted her to fucking charles xavier like psychic telepathy my brain tell me about myself tell me shit not be a con artist at all like i wanted her to be the real fucking deal so that i could be like yeah my psychic amanda said (laughs) (laughs) i never got a chance to go in there i still like there's a part of me that's like oh hey some friends from out of town are coming to visit let's go see amanda Uh, so a quick fun fact if you're going to be doing stuff like magic like psychic readings and stuff don't use your real name fucking change your goddamn name please at that point (laughs) honestly maybe it was a perfect marketing plan because she was in suburbia so what better shadow name (laughs) than the most basic name i mean that sounds really really rude i mean my other name is completely basic i was i I mean like if she named if she, if it was psychic readings from Karen, nobody's gonna go in there. I guess. <laughs> yeah, very true. Maybe maybe very it true. was just brilliant camouflage, and I don't appreciate the true genius behind it. <laughs> you know, I feel that. But like the main reason why I say change your name is because when you're dealing with entities that could be bad, you don't want them to know your name because there's power in a name. Yeah, that's why some people veil, because it, they believe that that also helps protect. That's why you see all of the old school, the the stereotypical tarot reading, psychic woman with the crystal ball, spiritualist stuff. That's why they always had veils on, because when you're doing in-between work, it is believed to be both respectful and obscuring to the spirit world that can't see you as well. Exactly. So don't give them your fucking real name, Amanda. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, here's the real question that everybody's tuning in for, and I know that coming from you, this is probably going to be terrifying. What is your personal scariest paranormal experience? I might know the answer. I hope I know the answer. So, I had submitted a story about my very first time ever experiencing a demon. Yep. That is the most scariest experience of my life because it it wasn't just like a situation where I walked away from the situation and got to go home and bless my home and it's done and over. No, I I came home and my husband had to deal with it. That to me is scary as someone who's been a practitioner for so long, your abilities not working. It's like it's like when you go into a house and it looks looks brand new and it's very nice, and then you go to go to try to switch on flick on the light switch, and it doesn't turn on. And right. so you sit there and you click it over and over and over and over and over again, just hoping that there's a new response, but there isn't. It was like that. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it's actually it's odd. Uh, one of the one of the guests that I had on recently had a similar thing happen. They had what i believe was uh sort of partial possession yeah (laughs) no 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 it's fair so my buddy kevin is a medium and has been his entire life and for the first time he had a terrifying experience where 
he thought at first it was it's not hypnagogia hypnagogia is no it is hypnagogia singing toe dash from stephen king it's sleep paralysis oh i think i yeah i heard that yeah so then like he like he was not in control he was like a backseat passenger in his own brain as his body like turned to his wife and like creepy whispered help me Oh, like, sorry. Like, yeah, like, first of all, <laughs> let me shit myself sideways on his behalf. Yeah. Then let me turn around and scream hysterically on the part of his wife. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck all of that. But it's just a whole bag of milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then after that, he, I don't, I guess it just, like, drained a lot of his energy, like, his vitals, like, spiritual energy stuff. So. Yeah all of his life and then for like a month and a half or like two after that he couldn't see anything for like a month yeah that he was like i feel like i'm functioning without one of my vital senses like sight or sound or he's like the world is weird like it was not he was not in a good way for a minute Oh, yeah, no, and see, and that's what a lot of people who don't experience phenomenon like we do, Yeah, is they instantly, they instantly think, oh, it's just, you know, like, it's just an add-on, you could turn it on and turn it off. If I walk into a home, and I'm seeing shit flying around the room, obviously not strings, obviously not another human being tossing it, and I know there's a spirit there, but I cannot hear, or see, or smell, or anything of that sort, it's almost like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dead Silent. No, like, I have avoided that movie. Oh, it's it's horrific, because the very opening scene, it's like it's like the world is on mute. Uh-uh. And it's absolutely absolute, complete, dead silent. It's like, when you know your abilities should be telling you something, but they're not, it's like it's like losing your hearing. Which is horrifying all on its own. So, when people are like, well, can't you just turn it off? No, and why would I? No. <laughs> can you can you not just close your eyes and do everything in your day? Can yeah, you just exactly. can you just blindfold yourself and go through your day? No. Exactly. Then why would you ask me to turn it off? Exactly. Now, now I filter it. I've got my pop up blockers. I've got my no. fucking like sunglasses, but I'm still seeing. <laughs> yup. Okay, so for those interested, I did just look it up to be sure. Episode 14, called The Demon in Cave Spring, is the episode that includes Astrid's story of her demon in the dumpster, is what I called it. Because I like the alliteration, and also, that's important. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should do that, and then not sleep tonight. Wait, since I'm here... Do you oh, want me God. to recreate that sound? Nope, sure don't. No? <laughs> I mean, if you would like to do it for the spooky people, feel free, but let me know so I can take my headphones out. Okay, so, he, okay, I want, I want everybody listening to just imagine a situation where the area is very, very low lit, and you have all this creepy stuff happening, trigger warning, and all of a sudden you hear from a dumpster going, Would you not want to pee Because I wanted to. <laughs> I couldn't even hear it with my headphones out, and that makes me super upset that it's dark right now. So 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to hide under my blanket. for. I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm just saying. Um, that is, if I ever hear that, I want you to know I will be running away from whatever direction it was coming in tears, calling you on the phone, being like, I need you to get on a plane. Um, I have a problem. Oh, and I would come. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and then we could both call Diana and be like, you know what? I am happy to let you take point in this. <laughs> um, You've got the Christian witch on lockdown, and they tend to be very responsive to that, so I am happy to let you take the point. Tell them about yes. themselves and to get thee back. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. All right, so... I know that we mentioned this last episode, but I'm very excited for your candle services and the stuff that you're talking about. Let's touch on it again, just in case, because I can't wait to be personally throwing money at you. And I would like for all the spooky people, (laughs) if they had a little extra or have interest in contacting you, to know what you're about. So right now, Ariana Magpie is mainly a candle and stone business where I can either give you a all-purpose scent and stone for whatever ails you spiritually, or I make custom candles and custom packages with candles and stones depending on your situation. I also give out free advice. All of my advice comes completely free. The only thing I will ever charge anybody for is for actual tools like candles and stones (laughs) i don't know if you guys are hearing me click away in the background but i'm actually working on some candles right now excitement (laughs) this is actually my newest candle it is aruba coconut and it will be paired with citrine both of those are really great because coconut's known for uplifting and citrine is known for bringing good fortune so if you would like to get a hold of me to buy a candle, I am actually running deals right now on all of my past season candles, and I will be willing to give a list and prices. All you have to do is message me at arianamagpie at gmail.com, which is A-I-R-Y-A-N-N-A-M-A-G-P-I-E at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, which is Ariana Magpie 13. And all questions and all concerns are completely welcomed. Also, we uh, both of us on Instagram enjoy a good witchy meme. So if you just have a funny witchy meme to send along, we accept those too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we share them back and forth all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to briefly touch on uh, one of the things that you said last week, I remembered uh, a thing. Uh, so to be for real, Astrid and I both are on TikTok and enjoy ourselves greatly. Um, there's yeah. somebody that we both follow called Brooklyn Witch, and I, it's actually B-R-0-0-K-L-Y-N Witch. And he is sassy and fabulous and, run, and like runs a bookshop up in Brooklyn. I'm planning on going there yeah. one day. But um, I want to go with. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're absolutely going together. Are you kidding me? Some people, and it, it, it was clarified last week, but I want to make sure that everybody, all the spooky people are on the same spooky page. Uh, the stuff that Astrid does is for spiritual healing, spiritual betterment, uplifting, so on and so forth. 
this is not one of the places that's like, oh, lavender oil will cure your cancer. Because as the Bro- no, no. as the Brooklyn witch says, <laughs> you go to a witch for a broken heart, you go to a doctor for a broken arm. Yes. My number one thing to say to anybody that is asking for things like salves to cure cancer or even depression or other mental health issues that are severe like that, go see a doctor. Yeah. I can help you. I can help you with, you know, giving you some pep in your step on your morning routine and help motivate you to run that extra mile to, you know, become healthy and fit. But I cannot cure your anxiety and depression. I cannot. You need to go see somebody for that. Magic can't make you lose 50 pounds. It can just help you facilitate sticking to your plan of how you're going to lose 50 pounds. Amen. All right. So thank you very much for joining us. We're going to do the witchy tip. And I'm super excited because, as I said, I had hoped that my cards weren't going to be jazzy today. Um, And they're not. (laughs) They're very straightforward today. And I would like to put it out to the universe that I thank my cards very dearly for being wonderful and not catty with me today. So (laughs) I have done the three card spread as we normally do. In the recent past, we have the five of wands. And in my deck, the five of wands represents conflict, struggle. It represents an opposition of some sort. Usually, because it's the Five of Wands, this indicates that there is some sort of friction or, well, I mean, really conflict that growth is going to come out of because it's five. It's earlier in the sort of path of of the suit of wands, which means that you still have a number of cards to go before you get to the culmination of the, you know, page, king, queen, etc., So this conflict, usually in context to certain things, it can mean that there's one coming, but it seems that being in the recent past, this conflict and struggle has been happening recently, but is moving into the past position, which leads to, and this is probably the happiest card that I have drawn for this entire situation since everything began, in the present we have the major arcana strength and strength is Hercules wrestling the lion and is finding not only physical strength, but also a spiritual inner strength. So with the conflict of the past, we have grown, we have become stronger. We are more clear and brave and courageous on our path going forward into the near future which is the Two of Wands. And the Two of Wands is a good start. The Two of Wands, much like the Five is early, the Two of Wands is even earlier. It means that with these new ideas and these new creative passions and these new energies that we are all settling into and feel stronger in now, brought about by the conflict of the past, we now need to stay dedicated. We need to stay focused. It's a good start. And it's a strong start, but it's not necessarily the start that will stay on its own. It will require our attention, our drive, our energy, and our attention to detail in order to see it to fruition. And honestly, I think that that reading kind of speaks for itself. It's really kind of positive because the worst part of the conflict currently seems to be behind us. We have grown from it and now 
we are on a good path. Like, do you see anything different in that, Astrid? No. Like, I, that is so I positive. Believe, yeah, I believe that us coming to a close on everything that's going on, it's there's going to be a lot of positive things that are coming out of this negative at the moment. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, there's there's some stuff. I'm not going to go too much into it. Everybody is just completely saturated by all of this. But the one thing that stood out to me that sort of makes me think of the Two of Wands here is that we have a good start. I did read somewhere that there is a chance that this particular virus is going to pop up every year, kind of like the flu, which once we have a vaccine for it becomes much less scary. So with this energy and this reading, even if that's true, it seems that we are all at a place emotionally, energetically, mentally, that we have the strength to persevere and we are on the right path and it's a damn good start. So that is super positive to me and I am very excited about this reading. I am too, honestly. Yeah, right? I put it out and I was like, oh, 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 hello. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of our witchy tip and our spooky Q&A for yay. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> well, you know, I've interviewed Kevin now. I've interviewed you. I've interviewed Diana. I've got a couple of people that I'm still trying to schedule to have on the show. But at some point, I feel like we all need to get together and just do share spooky stories around the campfire kind of thing. Oh, I'm so down for that. You have no idea. And then record, obviously record it and put it up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to mention that and be like, bye, guys. We're going this weekend. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean and record it like the, the metaphor well, i mean we could technically just like get a microphone and sit by a campfire just to have the sound but i think it would be much better sound quality if we didn't do that agreed thinking of visit to the your side of the woods oh, coming soon. i support this idea <laughs> you keep me apprised of this and i will make sure that scheduling happens so that all the spooky people can get together that would be amazing mm -hmm. That would be. Wow, that is, I think, the best note to end this on, obviously. So I have been sharing, as you guys saw uh, last week, I am still sharing listener stories. I want to make sure that the stuff that you guys have been sending me, which thank you to everybody who has been, uh, still gets shared while I'm doing this, sort of, sort of changing it up a little bit. And, you know, we'll probably have some episodes in the future that is, again, my personal experience and then another listener experience. But I'm really enjoying sort of the dialogue that happens with these spooky Q&As. And if you guys have a paranormal experience that you would like to send into the show, please send it to thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at thatspookylifepodcast and send all the witchy memes. Or hit me up asking what Astrid's Instagram was again. That is Ariana Magpie 13, by the way. I will also leave that down in the description of the episode. From all of all of our spooky people to all of you beautiful spooky people, until we talk again next week, I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay happy and healthy. And don't forget to keep living that spooky life. Bye!